Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Curious Tribe Podcast. This is your host, Nome. In this episode, I'll be playing a conversation I had with a Christian known as Samuel. Uh, Samuel describes himself as a ardent Christian, and that is a qualifier I find quite interesting. So I tried to get him to understand some issues I have with certain Christian doctrines, like the doctrine of eternal conscious torment, and the idea that people are held responsible for what they believe or what they do not believe. And we tried to look at um, certain areas where we disagree. Uh, I want to apologize for the audio quality of this episode, particularly at the uh, later parts of the conversation. Uh, it's not very good and you may uh, you may struggle to listen to uh, what we are saying a little bit, especially from the side of Samuel. Uh, I want to say it's not something I really had control over, but um, I just had to go on with the conversation that way. Uh, so that being said, I want you to try to listen to the conversation and uh, try to enjoy it as much as possible. Good evening, Samuel. Welcome to the Curious John Podcast. Finally, yeah, good evening. Yeah, so Finally, uh, this is how many days? <laughs> <laughs> it's like we have been we have been talking about this conversation for years. <laughs> like I just been kind of a little bit occupied, so okay. I just felt I don't think it's better. It's, it's just better we just have it and and now I can focus on it. Okay. It seems, else, yeah. it, it seems okay. like okay. it seems like everyone that stays in Lagos, they are always busy with one thing or the other. <laughs> You're not in Lagos, right? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not in Lagos. Not in Lagos. No, okay. All right. Can you? If you're in Lagos, you would have. You would have I would have understood that. Yeah, I get. So yeah, can yeah. you can you just um briefly introduce yourself so that the listeners can know you better? Oh, well, I'm I'm Samuel, okay. and uh, basically I I'm of the I'm an I'm an ardent Christian. Let me put it that way. <laughs> no, let me put it that way. I like that. <laughs> Someone who 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 perfectly believes the scriptures and can stand to the defense of the scripture as such. So uh, I I work in Lagos, IT guys, and. Uh, also, I'm into um, the, the currency markets, the forex market generally. So, and I go for trainings. I, I take people and, and like I train people and all that. Okay. So occasional. Okay, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, that's I think. I think uh, would you like to know anything about? Is there any 
thing that you would like me to to tell you about myself as well yeah i i'm always you know you're curious i wonder what why you choose the name curious john john is a biblical name yeah so what happened that made you become so curious yeah okay okay so my i was raised up catholic so if you know anything about the catholic church like when we there's these things that we, we, know, we call sacraments so there are certain sacraments that we receive yes. and we get names for them. So that name, John, was the name I received when I, I did my confirmation. So it's a significant name to me. Though it's my middle, I just use that my middle name. So it's a quite um it's a significant name to me. So yeah, I I would say I went through a process of uh, of deconstruction about between one year ago and now. So right now, I wouldn't, of course, I can't, I can't call myself a Christian anymore because I don't believe in the resurrection. I don't believe the, there's a, there's a specific God in Christianity that is described. I don't believe that being exists. And, uh, but I call myself, general, generally I say I am agnostic, like when it comes to supernatural stuff and uh, the idea of date is generally, I say my position is that like, of course, I don't believe in such things, but I don't see how we could maybe prove them wrong or prove them correctly. Like, there's no way to be certain about such things. So I say I am agnostic. But when it comes to certain, uh, some very specific beliefs, and I say, I think I'm very confident that this thing is false. So that is just uh, my perspective. So yeah, the Curious John name. Uh -huh. So my podcast is about, all I try to do is I try to like get people to, People that disagree strongly to have conversations. Uh, that is just what that's just the goal that I have. I want to get people to be able to sit down and okay, you you are a, you are a believer. I am not a believer. Okay, let's talk. Let me understand where you are coming from. Uh, you try to understand the way I see it, and you know just have civil conversations like that. So that is why uh, that's why I call myself or that's why I call the podcast the Curious John Podcast. I think that's very nice. It's, it's... All right. Everybody has the right to some level of curiosity at some point in life. And up to some time, I also used to be very curious. Up to now, I'm also still not having clarity about some basic um, biblical concept. And, um, and I used to follow, I, I used to love reading your status too. I was oh, wow. Huh? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of technical, you know. There was one you posted about um, about a parent, like if God was everybody's father, which parent would want to condemn their children into hell for forever and ever and something like that. So, yeah, yeah. And by just trying not to comment on it. So, but yeah, it's really, really nice. So let's just go straight. All right, thank you very much. Yeah, the topic we want to discuss, yeah. I feel, uh, I look at the concept of eternal conscious torment. It's not, I know that now when it comes to the idea of hell, I know that there are different um, views on hell. There are people that believe hell is eternal and anybody that goes there gets, there are some Christians that believe that like there's a literal fire and brimstone in hell and you, people suffer physically. Then there are some that just believe that hell is an, uh, a separation from God. And it's a, though there's no physical torture or something, but it's a very bad place because even if, 
because you are separated from God, who is the source of everything good. So your existence is not even going to be pleasant. Then there are Christians that believe in the annihilation view. They believe that people suffer in hell for certain years and after a period of time, or some of them believe it's very, very like it's quite immediate. They get destroyed. They are taken out of existence. Then there are Christians that are universalists as well. Uh, those ones believe that yes, there's a place called hell, but eventually uh, God is going to do it in such a way that everybody that ends up there is going to know Christ and be saved. So now we are not just we are not talking about those um, other two views that I talked about. I'm talking about uh, the idea of eternal conscious torment, the idea that people that end up in hell are going to suffer for eternity. So I look at that idea and I I don't seem like it doesn't really uh, I can't I can't square it up with the with the type of um, benevolent God described in, in Christianity. Let me just put it out. All right, I think uh, it's a very good angle actually. But I believe one of the major reasons why people believe that is basically because of a reference from scriptures and um, specifically that reference is in Revelation, maybe 19 or 20 or thereabouts. And um, let me try and look for it. Sorry, I have an issue with reading scriptures when I talk with uh, people who don't believe in scriptures. Okay. Um, so, and I really don't know where you stand on that. Is reading scripture proper for you? Of course, you could. We are reading, we are talking about the doctrine that is from the Bible. So you could, yeah, you could, you could read the. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I even know the, I know okay, the one so, you're talking about. Well, just go on. All right. So let's, let me just quickly go there. <laughs> A lot of messages pending <laughs> that I really <laughs> want to. Okay, 21. I'm just going to pinpoint the exact place. Okay, say, okay, satanic version first. Okay, so like during judgment. Okay. All right, so that's Revelation 20, verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne and he sat on it from whose face. I'm using New King James translation. Okay. So I saw a great white throne and he sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small, great, small and great, standing before God. And books were opened, another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the book. And the dead also, the sea gave up the dead who were in, in it, and death and Hades deliver up the dead who were in them, and were judged, each one according to his work. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So that's the angle where a lot of people you know draw their arguments and to say that god condemned people to hell forever and ever and um so to answer your question you say how does a benevolent god allow such things to happen yeah. is that not, is, yeah. if i'm getting you that's your angle right yes yes Okay, so I just feel, let's look at it from 
a logical, let's try and reason out some one or two things. So, God created humans. Let me be sure. You believe God, you believe somebody created someone, right? Somebody created no, humans. Let's, you know what? Let you are trying sure. to you are trying to talk about what you believe. So let's just do, let's let, let me enter your worldview. Let's assume that the Christian worldview is true. So let's just move on from there. So granted, okay. the, the God of the Bible created humans. So let's just go on with the conversation. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um when someone let me not use the word god let me use someone now okay so that we have a clean ground okay. somebody created humans okay and um and um, when that person created humans we realized that over the years from history right now let me use let me not even try to relate things with scripture entirely but let me just use something we can relate with generally so somebody created humans humans begin to evolve Mm -hmm. production and uh, multiplication and all that and then over the years we realize that some set of humans begin to oppress another set of humans right okay i'm with you okay so and um, some sets of humans also begin to live a, like uh, opposition to another set of humans now, if you were the creator, mm -hmm. what would you do? The best thing to do is you want to create a dividing. Every society in human race have what, something we refer to as the justice system, right? Okay, yeah, I agree. Okay, so every human race has a justice system. And justice system as such was put in place to... to Curb the oppression of a set of humans against another set of humans. Okay. So take for instance, take for instance in Nigeria, for instance, if you steal someone's property, there is a set of guidelines laid down by, in a quote, the government that says, okay, when you steal, this is the penalty for that sin. Is that not so? Yeah, that's. That's, a, that's true. All right. So now let's use that concept in the case of humans. So someone created human, and um, humans begin to oppress another human. Okay. So we don't know per se what is causing that, but in the biblical term, from using biblical reference now, the Bible says sin was the result of another human oppressing another human. So sin came into the system and uh, some set of human begin to you know, go outside the boundary of the law. So now, if it is proper for the government, human government, to set a rule and regulation, mm -hmm. to, to judge the offenders, is it not also proper for a God to also set a rule for all the, for human generally to know which is which is it not proper for God to do that? Of course, it is. I I don't I don't have any all right issue with that yet. All right, that's established. So now let's move on. So um now God in Himself is 
benevolent, is merciful, is a very loving person. So, but before we talk about God, let's come back to the system of government and justice we have in place. Now, let's say I, someone is the president, and uh, being the president, the son of the president happens to go against the law. Will the benevolence of the president cover for the sin or for the trespass of his son? No, I don't. Let's I don't. Practical, right? No, the if the uh, if the government, like you are trying to say, the government is you are saying you are talking about a go, a just government, Abi. A just government, man. Okay, I think I think I know where you are going to. So, so I'm just uh, let me just try to like so that we can just move on. Okay, so the just government because the government is just you can't just say oh I'm a good father. I, let me just forgive my son. That would be injustice. Am I correct? You would have to say oh. That's, your, that's the answer to your question. Okay. So, okay, let's now. I I get that perspective. Now let's now talk about some of the issues that I have. Of course, I understand the concept of justice and I I agree that justice is very important, at least for pragmatic reasons. And like you said, okay. if you if I'm a father now and maybe my son commits a crime, of course, being a, a just father, I would want to like I, I want to make sure justice is done. Now, where I begin to see right. Where I begin to see problems is that if you look at the way, like if you look at the existence of human beings, we, if you are very, if you are very, if you are a very lucky person, you you are going to live for like maybe hundred years at most, or if you are, okay. let's just let's say you live for hundred years. Now, this is why this is why I'm I I I uh, I try to be specific on this doctrine of eternal conscious torment. The thing is that really you can't really I can't really think of what somebody would do that would warrant them being uh, tortured for eternity. Like we are not we are not talking about one thousand years, two thousand years, five thousand years. We are not even talking about billions of years. We are talking about forever. Now that is one thing. Now I don't know about I'm not sure of your view on this. I don't know if you think um if you believe there are different punishments in hell and all that. One other thing is that according oh, I, to, I, I, I'm coming, I, I will just, I will soon okay. end up. So according to some certain types of Christian worldview, I don't know which, because in the Catholic church, it's, a, it's quite different. So yeah, uh, the person that tells the lie, somebody that, that says, that tells a lie, and someone that maybe omits genocide, they are all going to the same place because uh, God can't say, because God has to punish every sin. And the punishment for every sin is eternal conscious torment, like you, I think you believe. So you look at that and um, it's like, we are saying, okay, somebody stole bread. Let's now, let's say the, the, just thing to, the, 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 the just thing to do to that person is to kill that person. Then there's another person that is a rapist. And we say, okay, let's kill the person too. Like if we, if we see that type of country, we are going to be like, ah, what is wrong with you people? That is not, that doesn't really make sense. So what I'm just looking at, the first thing I'm looking at is the, imbalance of the like finite crimes infinite punishment that's one major thing that i i kind of uh struggle to make sense of so 
And then the second one is um, generalized yes, punishment yes. for every kind of category of sin. Yes. All right? Yes. Okay, so that's a very good argument also. So now let's just, um, I'm sure at occasionally you must have heard some people being sentenced to life imprisonment, right? Yes, I have. Okay, and that's in a human government. And um, in, for instance, um, um, I think in Kano, I can't remember, one of these, which was even recent, maybe last week or so, um, a kidnapper was sentenced to 104 years imprisonment for thereabouts. I don't know, maybe you saw the news, over 100 years imprisonment. And now, and what was his crime? His crime was kidnapping and extortion and all related to that. Now, if a human government can come up with the concept of a lifetime imprisonment, okay, and um, it's generally acceptable in the human government, okay. Uh, now, the human government coming up with a lifetime imprisonment. They will have checked the fights. They will have, you know, specified the kind of crime that would make you go live in imprisonment. Not just everybody goes for life imprisonment, but other categories. So not everybody goes for life imprisonment. But for you to be sentenced eternally, in a sense, which is also life imprisonment, in the human government, then that means you must have done it very, very grievously. When God designed, based on biblical facts that we know, when God designed the justice system, he uncalled the justice system on the person of Jesus. By uncalled, I mean... Simple, um, you are eternally Jesus, right? You broke Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, my answer is not it. Okay. Come in one minute. All right. This guy went on this chair. Okay, so now, in the in the human government, let me rephrase now so that we'll get... In the human government, people can be sentenced to life in time or life imprisonment, per se. And um, there are some levels of crime that would... Um, gets you life imprisonment. Now, for God as well, God does not just say, if you steal matches, then you will go live eternal. As a matter of fact, that is not the major criteria for going to hell or per se a lake of fire. Now, the major reason why people will be condemned eternally is anchored on specifically believe in Jesus or do not believe in Jesus. Mm. If, sorry, I want to, I want to, I'm quickly, stand. I want to, sorry, I want to, um, I want to interrupt you there. Uh, the way I understand uh, Christian theology, at least I think you are going to agree with me here, is that people are like, because let me just try to phrase the, the gospel as I, I think I understand it. Uh, because God is just, he has to punish every uh crime like we have established before so sorry every sin let me use sin so that we're not going to like lose the context 
So yeah, and because human beings, it's not possible for human beings to like live sinlessly. There's a sort of paradox there. Uh, God wants to like, God doesn't want to punish human beings, but he needs to do it because he is just. So uh, that's why he has sent Jesus Christ to take the punishment right. on behalf. So whoever accepts that sacrifice is going to be saved. And who doesn't, it's like you are saying, I want to take the punishment for what I've done myself. So that, that's why, that's, so like you're saying, like, like you're still going to say it is because of what you have done that you are receiving the punishment. I hope you get what, what I mean. Are you there? I, I changed location, so my hospital was disconnected but I'm on my, my mobile network now. So just continue. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I basically said, even in the Christian worldview, it is actually because of your, like, your sins. Like, people that go to, that end up in hell, they're actually being punished for their sins. Now, the difference is that because Jesus Christ has taken the punishment for some certain set of people, those people that accept it, they don't need to take the, they don't need to take that punishment anymore. That's where the idea of belief versus non-belief comes in. Okay. Yeah. So you, so basically, you would still say the people that end up in hell are still being punished for their sins. You get. It's not just because they. No. Now, in the God's judiciary, maybe I should explain this because I don't know if I'm Now. Okay. In the human judiciary system, there are different diverse categories of sin. Okay. Right. Okay. But in God's own judiciary system, you can only be on two sides, in either of two sides. You can either be on the side of sin or you are on the side of Jesus. Now, sin in the judiciary system of human, offenses are categorized. Now, okay, there are these sets of offenses this type of offenses, you know, uh, some people will tell you there is a uh, mass slaughter A, mass slaughter B, and all that. So mm -hmm. that's it in the human judiciary system. But in God's judiciary system, it's only to God and to God. On the side of Jesus, you are saved. On the side of any kind of sin, including not accepting the sacrifice of Jesus, you are condemned. Okay. Now, based on that, so now when God says, okay, it's not condemnation, God specifically does not care if your crime, per se, is the murdered 7 million Jews in the case of Adam, for instance. Okay. Or 1 million, was that mean? Was it 7 million or 1 million Jews? That was not the case. Now, the case is, you did accept the sacrifice of Jesus. Okay. And that's the, I believe from scripture, I believe that's the basic criteria for heaven. Okay. Now, so based on that, when God wants to judge the person, it's just, God is judge, God has been a judge for decades and uh, millenniums now, so thousands of years and all that. He can't keep reviewing everybody's sin. Okay, let me reference Revelation 20 I used earlier. Revelation 20 says, and everybody, both great and small, in the billions, 
shall stand before God. Now, how long do you think this will take to review everybody's kind of sin? Okay, you, you did this kind of sin. You. So, probably in God's sense, there are only two categories of humans. Okay. Those who accept Jesus and those who don't. Okay. So, and that's the basic criteria for you. So, uh, if you accept Jesus, yes, um, then you have no business with hellfire. But if you choose based on your human choice not to accept Jesus, then you are by yourself, you condemn yourself using Jesus' words. Okay, I'm, I'm, I want to pick, I'm going to pick on what something that you said there. You said choose to accept Jesus. I will just put that down, um, I'll put it down for now. But I just want to say, like, I don't see how you, like, you, you've not really responded to my, like, my argument of why that is injustice. Like, you know, if you had any other, if you had any context at all, First of all, okay. Let me let me okay. Let me come in. Let me like I think I didn't answer it, but let me just ask you. Let me just go okay. straight. Okay. Now, Nigerian constitution was drafted in uh, maybe I can't remember maybe nineteen the, the recent cover is in nineteen nineteen right? Yeah. Yeah. So and uh, if somebody or friends today is sentenced based on nineteen nineteen constitution, can you argue with the constitution has that that offense is not proper as the conflict. Can you argue that what? Can you argue that that offense, or sorry, that punishment okay. is not the right punishment for a particular offense? Can you argue that? Yeah, you know, you are asking from the the point of me that let's use a human perspective yeah the, the thing is that we humans we don't have perfect laws so we change yeah, our laws over time so we could always so now, argue if, as humans mm -hmm. yes i agree i agree okay I agree. okay but if if a criminal is caught right now and taken to court okay. that's what i'm trying to say that criminal has no rights for argue that the of the punishment for his offense shouldn't be that particular punishment. Okay. So, in a sense, it means that the government that sets the law is superior to the sinner. Yeah, but I, I want to quickly offender. say something. I want to quickly say something. You could have a government that sets a law yes. whereby anybody that says this government is not good, the person is killed. Now, of course, but of course if we take that person to, if, if somebody says, somebody criticizes that government, yeah, they are going to they are going to take the person to to the court and probably sentence him to death. But you and I would look at that government and say, okay, yeah, these guys they have this they have the veto power. But we would say they are a dictatorship. We wouldn't say this is a good government. We wouldn't say this is a just government. You understand? So even though they have the like they have the power, like you are saying, you are trying to say because they can't be challenged. We are still not going to say this is good. So I'm just I'm, using, I'm I'm looking at it in the same way I look at the what you are talking about what you are you, you are you are um, you are saying about God, saying God is uh, saying saying you can't question the laws of God is not the same thing as saying God is just. Can you see that there's a difference there? It's just you are just you are painting God like a dictator, not a, a benevolent being. So that is well that's one issue that I have with what you are saying. Okay, so I, now, let me now. God is actually not a dictator. Okay. So God, uh, from eternal past, 
of um, history. Let me not use this as an outline. So, from what we see from history, we know that God is everything, but not a person. part, God gave every human being the right to choose what they want or what they don't want. Right? Is that, is that, are we agreed on that? I, so every human being on earth, or you know, I agree with that, that every human being has the right to choose what they no, I don't agree with that. Like, this is one issue that I have. Like, from, from you now, from your perspective, you believe that for somebody to be saved, they need to believe certain things. And you are saying, you are, you are, you are telling, you are saying that God gives people the, the choice to the believe choice. or not yes. believe. Uh-huh. So where I disagree with that one, but I, I didn't want us to go there yet. I don't think people can, I don't think you can choose what you want to believe. That's not how it works. The way our so beliefs. You said like a practical example, you are choosing to believe, you are choosing to be an antagonist. Right? There was a word you used at the beginning. I'm choosing uh, to uh you are choosing to be um your your okay, agnostic, right? When I said I'm I'm agnostic. Yeah, okay, sorry, sorry, yeah, you are choosing to be an agnostic, right? No, it's not like how do it's I a, it's a choice for you. Wait, wait, wait. It's not a choice. Like I didn't wake up one day and like I didn't wake up one day a Christian and say, hmm, I want to stop believing in God. Okay, let me choose to stop believing in God. No, that's not how it works. Your the way you are talking to me right now, you are you don't believe that you are you are dreaming, right? You believe that you are this, you believe that you are awake. Now you can't somebody can't come and say, Oh, Samuel, I would like to pay you five million dollars. Just choose to believe that you are dreaming right now, and I'll pay you the money. Then they will now say they want to plug uh let maybe a light detector in your mind or something. So the light, if, the, if, you, if you say you, you believe that you are dreaming and you actually don't believe it, the light detector is going to tell them and you won't win the money. If it's that type of thing, you can't, like it's not, you can't self-delude yourself. So the way our beliefs work, we are either convinced of something or not. And what convinces us is different. Like some people are... Should I, should I say some people are more gullible than others? I don't, I don't want to use that it's word. Some people are more skeptical. Exactly. Some people are more skeptical than others. So people don't, choo- people don't choose what they want to believe or what they don't. Sorry. People don't choose what they believe or what they don't believe. I could want to believe something. I could desire to believe something. But I don't get to choose what convinces me. And that is one issue. Like that's one. That, and so what I'm talking about. This, let me just clarify it. Who choose for people? Who choose their, what to believe? Their beliefs. Their beliefs. Yeah, I think our beliefs are deterministic. I don't think, I don't think they are. So you, you know, English is a very tricky word. It's a very tricky language. You okay. just use "dear" right now, meaning that there is a singular person involved in the progress. No, I think I said, did I say "dear"? I, I I thought I said I believe our beliefs. All right, so now let me just let's 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 make it practical. Okay. Right now. Okay. The child grew up, the start the child started growing up, born in uh, a family where they serve Ubuntu. Okay. So now based on this immediate environment, the okay. first thing the child gets to recognize was Ubuntu. Okay. Okay. okay, I I I agree. Go on. Okay. So now and um 
Okay, okay, let's say based on circumstance because he was born into it, he started serving him. Okay, so now after some time, the child grew up, probably travels to the north. And then when he gets to the north, he discovered that okay, for whom is actually not being served in the north. And then based on some certain information he was able to get, he discovered that Allah is the God that we should serve. Now all of his life. When we say now, then when he got to the north, he started serving Allah again. He dropped Obi and started mm-hmm. serving Allah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So now we can argue to say that his choice of belief was based on circumstance, progress. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. Correct. So now his choice of belief was based on circumstance. Per se, he didn't control. He didn't. Yeah, I'm back with you. What were you saying? Sorry about that. So now, so now, generally now, from the little experience I have working, people's belief system is shaped number one by their circumstance, number two by their by the information they have access to. Okay. Right. That's correct. And then generally by their experiences in life. Okay. So now those three things basically contribute. And their their nature as well. I think we should add that to it. Well, their circumstances form their nature. Okay, okay, okay. That's fine. That forms so basically the information, the knowledge, the access to. You know what? I think to eat. As long as you can choose the food to wear, as long as you can choose the house to stay, the kind of job to do, then everybody has. I think at this point, I need to make a distinction. Now, there are two things that we are talking about here. We are talking about being able to choose to believe. You said? Okay. So we are talking about you are talking about being able to like choose to believe things or being able to like choose to do things. So there are two different things. Uh, if someone that is a philosopher, we like what we are talking about now uh, is doxastic voluntarism versus libertarian free will. So I want to make sure that, oh. yeah, yeah, I'm coming. Like no, one, I, I get your point. I, I want to make one point. So now 
me, right. someone like me now, I don't even believe that we have libertarian free will. I don't even, I don't believe in free will at all. So, but I don't want us to go into that conversation. So, I, I want to, I want to focus on this. Um, I think I, I'm, I'm willing to grant uh, free will for some arguments. But this one that you can choose your beliefs, I don't think it's possible. Now, I want to give you one example. So, let's say you are in the house now, and uh, your mom comes to you. And she's like, she, te she, she tells you that she wants you to do an errand for her. So are you following? Hello? Yes, I'm with you. All right, all right. So she tells you that she wants, maybe she wants you to maybe just pick up somebody at somewhere or something like that. Now, there are two things that are going on there. The first one is that you are convinced that you are seeing your mom. You are convinced that your mom is passing an information into your mind you are convinced that your mom is asking you to do something for her all these things are your beliefs like your beliefs about reality now the second thing is that you can say i want to i want to go for this i want to i want to i want to go i want to um i'm going to do this errand for my mom or i'll i'm going to like say no i'm not doing it I, I, i'm not going to go now in the first one you you don't choose to believe that you're you are seeing your mom and she's talking to you like that is a that thing happens spontaneously that's how beliefs work generally you can only sort of choose the action. I'm using quote unquote because I don't really believe that we are free. But, but let's just you, let's grant that we are free for the sake of this argument. So you could choose to obey or disobey your mom, but you can't choose to believe that your mom is there or not. So you see that there are two different things. So when it comes to beliefs, when it comes when it comes to actually believing things, you can't actually make a choice. It's just it's a spontaneous thing. You can say, okay, well, uh, I'm going to expose myself to the evidence. I'm going to look at the evidence. I'm going to listen to what the other person is saying. But ultimately, you don't get to control what convinces you or what doesn't convince you. It's just it's spontaneous. And that's one issue that I have with this idea that, hey, believe this thing and be saved or don't believe. Like, I think there's also an issue with, with Islam as well. So I, I think you do, you, do you get me now? Well, I just wanted to my points. Uh, when you, I, I'm a statistician, right? Okay. When you do a test, you do an hypothesis test, and something comes out true, you can't say that there is a special condition for it to fall. So now, if you can choose, like from everybody you said, you can choose to obey your mom. Mm -hmm. is, that, is that right what you use? Yeah, yeah. Can quote you what kind of so if you can choose to be your word, then that means there is the existence of choice somewhere there. Yeah, I'm saying you can I'm not I'm not disagreeing that there is no existence of choice. I'm saying you can choose to so obey your mom. But you can't you can't choose to believe that your mom is not there. You can't do it. That's what I'm saying. You can't, it's not possible. Wait, have you not met people who tell you that that person doesn't exist? No, it's not. Sorry, those people that you are talking about, maybe they are deluded or something. Maybe they have mental illness or something. Oh, they are not deluded. It's a choice. They choose. Okay, take for instance, you offended me. Okay. And I choose not to acknowledge you as my friend. Okay. Now, I guess that point. It's a it's a deliberate choice that even though you are still in existence, I choose not to believe that you are. 
You choose not to believe that. It's what? a choice. Choose not to believe that. You are my friend. No, that's a different thing. Like, no, that's still action. It is. No, 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 no. Wait. Sorry. Sorry. Now, let me let me not relate it to God from what I said now. People don't choose um, to accept Jesus just right from me. You said? Or something or something. They, they make that choice based on. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Hello. I can hear you. I can hear you. Now, when, when people choose Jesus, for instance, they don't do it spontaneously. Okay. They don't say, okay. They don't say, okay. People don't just wake up one morning and say, henceforth, I want to start believing in Jesus. Okay. There must have been a process, per se, probably a process of knowledge. Okay. A process of experience. Mm -hmm. Before they can come to accept that, okay. I believe in Jesus. Now, let me just go back to the example. Okay. Before you can say that your mom is always there, when, when you were born, you've always been seeing your mom. Right? From yeah. childhood, you've always had an experience with your mom. You've okay. always had knowledge of your mom. Okay. And that's why you can't argue that she's there or she's not there. Okay. Because over the years, she has always been there. Okay. So that's experience and that's knowledge. Okay. So with the same thing with Jesus, people don't just wake up overnight and say, Oh, I just don't believe. Okay, the same way it's the same way people that don't the same way that a child people that don't believe in Jesus too don't just wake up and say, Oh, I choose not to believe in Jesus. I hope you are, you are seeing the parallel one. Okay. Of course, I'm seeing the parallel. It's a process. Okay. There must have been a reason for them not to for them for somebody to say, I don't want to believe in Jesus. There must have been a reason. That's what, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, experience. That's what I'm trying to explain to you, that people don't just say, oh, I don't want to believe in Jesus, then they don't want to believe anymore. No, it's, it's, a, it's a spontaneous thing. Is you, 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 you have an experience. You are like, like, like you now, you, 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 I know there are many things that make you believe in Jesus. You, you told me about, um, you said you have experienced supernatural things. Okay, you have, you have one experience. You, maybe, you, maybe one time you prayed for someone, and something happened. Uh, maybe all these things that happen to you, there are, there are things that convinces you gradually. You understand? There are things that co convinces you gradually. It's not like you. Are, it's not like you just say, I, "Now this is a different case." Now, if you now say, mm, if, "If you are now convinced that okay, you are now convinced that Jesus is, is real," you can now make up your mind that okay. There was a bit of noise. There. So you can now make up your mind that okay. Okay, okay. So you can now make up your mind that okay, I want to begin to, I want to begin to read the Bible. I want to, I want to like keep the, I want to keep the commands of Jesus. I want to do all that. Now, all those ones are the things that you, I can say you, you choose to do. But what I'm trying to argue with you now, what I'm trying to say is that you being convinced that there is this person called Jesus that he died and rose up two thousand years ago is not something you choose to believe. Do you get what oh, I'm saying? No, 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 okay. If it is not something I choose to believe, no, you don't. You don't then, make any choice to believe it. Like, like the way you're explaining it, it sounds like you you deliberately delude yourself, and I don't think that's the case. No, no, no. I made a deliberate choice to believe. You made a deliberate choice to believe. Okay, can you make a deliberate choice to disbelieve right now? Can you if do? If I it? have the right, wait, 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 if, I, if I have the right information and experience, 
I can as well say that I do not want to believe. You do not want to believe. Now, I'm sure you must have had the experience of <laughs> people were once, wait, wait, people were once believers. Okay. And so say they are not believers. Must have heard of some stories, right? Of course, now. So what happened? What happened to such? Yeah, I'm trying to tell you that. It's, it's, choice. No, it's no, it's like wait, 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 wait. Let me use let, wait. Let me use. Let's use mass. Let me let let's let me use. use mass, sorry, mass, sorry, sorry. I'm coming. I, I want to use one final example right. before we go to the final example. Then we just go back to this topic of L itself. So, I want you to I want you to imagine that you have maybe. You have one million naira in your account that you actually know. Like the last time you checked your 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 um your balance, it was there. Okay. So now somebody somehow somehow called you and takes all the money from your account. Now you don't know. The person did it in such a way that you can't see. Like the, the alert is going to be delayed for a very long time, so you don't know. But let's say me now, I know. Maybe I saw that person or something, and I come and tell you that. Uh, Mr. Samuel, somebody has done this to you. Now, depending on how you take me, maybe if you take me as if you, if you, if I'm someone that you trust very well, you may be like, you may take me seriously and you may want to investigate. You get. But if, if you don't know me, maybe I'm just one random stranger. You can, I cannot, like, you can tell me that you can be like, mm, you can just say, mm, I don't believe you. You understand? So now, if you go to the bank, and maybe you request for a statement of account or something. They show you your statement of account. You see that it is zero, zero that is there. You see that somebody removed all the money, maybe from days ago or something. You can, you can, at that point, you can still be like, you can still be in doubt. You can be like, mm -mm, no, maybe they have made a mistake. You can tell them that they should check their system, check everything. They check their system. You are still doubting, but your mind is already shaking somehow. Now, at that moment, when you are in the bank, when you are panicking and all that, you begin to receive alerts of all the money that has been removed. At that point, you are like, yay, I'm finished. Now, all, you, all the processes that you went through from believing that there is money in your account to believing that the money has been taken away, there was no point that you said, I want to believe that money has been taken away. You get, it's just spontaneous. It's just information coming to you and your brain reinterpreting re it. If there is no part of you that says, hmm, so this is what is happening now. Okay, let me switch my head from belief to belief. It doesn't happen that way, and that's what I'm trying to describe to you. So do you do you do I make a lot of sense? Yes. I make a lot of sense. So that same process you just described is what I'm also describing. There is an information, there is a process, and uh, at some point, okay, let me use myself as a I started, I started going to church okay? and uh, over the years I started hearing about Jesus what he can do and at some point in my life I realized that oh okay I need to give my life to Jesus from all the information I realized that okay, I think I need to give my life to Jesus or make a formal confession for him to actually become my savior Right now, that is decision making. That decision making was based on many years and uh, many information, many years of hearing and hearing and hearing. No, it's my look. 
that is spontaneous per se. Are we together? Yeah, I'm with you. I, I just want to I just I just want to quickly summarize what you said. And I think I don't want us to derail from the topic too much. So right. yeah, so you said you had a lot of experiences. We are going to church, and at one moment you decided to say, okay, let me start following Jesus. Let me give my life to Christ. Now I do agree, like you know, I told you before that I made the analogy that you can decide to obey your mom. So you saying I want to I want to start following Jesus, that's like deciding to obey your mom. But you believing that this person called Jesus is there, you understand? Believing that, okay, there's actually something going on in this church. Can you hear me? I'm with you, I'm with you. Okay, all these things, it's not what you like choose to believe. It's just continuous. That's what I'm trying to tell you. But let's, let's go to... Why, what you wait, wait, wait. I, I really want to establish this. How I you know I... Your, your audio is not so good right now. Can you hear me? Yeah, but it's not as good as before. Uh, uh, let me just manage this for now. I mean, it's just that I'm, I'm trying to wrap up one of the Okay, okay, okay. Now, what makes me believe that I made a choice was because there are other people who had that same experience and still did not choose to live their life to do it. Yeah, it's not because... It's not... If you say those people believe that Jesus is there, but they now say they are not going to follow Jesus or something. That's a different case. But people are going to have the same experiences as you. And they are not going to, they may not still believe. And it's not because they are like saying they don't, they are choosing not to believe or something. It's because of their, their nature and things like that. You know, I told you, some people are hyper-skeptical. It's not like that's just how they are. So it's not like somebody says, hmm, I can see that. I saw that Jesus was raised from the dead. I saw all the miracles he performed. But no, I don't want to. I don't want to accept the gospel. It doesn't work that way. You are either convinced or you are not convinced, and you don't get to choose what convinces you. That's just the point. So I just want us to quickly move to the L stuff now, and so that we can we can just wrap up. So the main issue that I was trying to raise up is the idea of yes, okay. of um, people being tormented for eternity for crimes that they have committed for a very short time now it doesn't make any sense because even from the perspective of justice usually we there are, there are few reasons why we uh we punish people there is something known as restorative justice that is the idea that okay you have a victim now and the victim uh loses something maybe because of what the, the criminal did to them so we can say oh you have done this thing to this person okay you are going to work hard to make sure that what the person lost is restored to them. That is a form of justice, is restorative justice. Now, another reason why we punish people is to correct them. You get, we have somebody that maybe the person has this type of, um, he has this type of anger, mismanagement issues, and he just gets violent anyhow. We can put him in a correctional fa facility to try to, like, to try to like get the person back to normal. We can do that. Now, when it now comes to the time when we start these two options are not, uh, none of them is going to work again. That's when we go to the extreme of, okay, this person is a dangerous person. We should just kill them or we should put, we should put them in life in jail so that they don't, uh, so that they don't, they don't harm other people. 
now there's also this there's there's another one now this is the this is the final one now and this this sounds more like what uh what eternal consciousness is there's retribution which is do me i do you it's like okay somebody somebody punches your eye and you lose your eye okay let's punch the person's eye back even though if you punch the person's eye it's not going to bring back your eye that you lost you understand so all the all these concepts are forms of justice now the idea is that when it comes to the eternal conscious domain view of justice it doesn't it doesn't change the character of the person that is there it doesn't uh it doesn't restore anything that is armed when the person commits his crime it is just it is just meaningless retribution you are just torturing somebody for eternity what's the point like what what are you what is god trying to get from it it, it has no point that is apart from the that is apart from the fact that it is not like it is not even uh it is not even was was that word not equivalent to the crime committed that is the first thing then like you said before everybody the the the, the person the person that the, the person that steals bread the person that tells a lie the person that the Adolf Hitler himself Joseph Stalin it is all about as long as they they believe certain things or they don't believe certain things that, that is what makes them saved and it is just, i don't know it's just crazy <laughs> sorry for going for a rant or going on a rant today yeah okay i i actually understand your point so um but um based on what i said earlier there was something i was trying to give an analogy for the nigerian government for instance the government is superior to the yeah yeah i do i did grant you that Let's say we, you had one type of powerful government. We won't like, of course, the the citizen won't be able to say, "Hey, what you are doing to me is not fair," because nobody is even going to listen to the citizen. But from our perspective, right. we still say that government is an immoral government, even though they are powerful. We are still going to like say, "No, this what these guys are doing is not right," and that is the, the same thing I'm pointing out to you in in um, this eternal conscious torment idea. And there's even one. There's only one thing, there's one more thing that I think we should just end on this note. And that is the idea that if the, the whole eternal conscious torment uh, idea is true, you really have to say that, you, I don't see the way you can escape, you can, uh, you can take the blame off God. It's impossible, you can't, because I'm sure you believe that God is, uh, is omni, omniscient. You believe that before, before God created me, Onome, According to your beliefs, he knew what I would do when I'm maybe if I live up to 50 years old. He knows the decision I'm going to make at 50. He knows what I'm going to do at 70 and all that. So from God's perspective, he knows who is going to go to hell or who is not going to go to hell. He knows who is going to accept Jesus and who is not going to accept Jesus. He knows that Adam is going to sin, he's going to fall, he's going to, yeah, he's going to disobey before creating Adam. He knows that he's going to uh, eat from the forbidden fruits before I even put the, 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 the fruit there. So God knew all these things, and if you read, if you if you if you take a literal, if you take a, if you let, if you take a literal interpretation of Matthew seven fourteen, God knew that most people because narrow is the way and few will find it. Most people he creates are going to go to hell, so God doesn't want this to happen, but He decides to create them anyway. So you you have to say, is it that is it that God doesn't know what He's doing or what exactly like doesn't the, the, the decision from God's point doesn't make any sense, and there's no way you can take the responsibility. Of Sorry, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get a lot of what you said. Can you just go over it? I don't know my voice. I don't know why my name is on the screen. 
So I said that's an entirely new area and it's gone and it's a broad area and okay. it's you know it has to do with the justification of God in relation to what every human sees or do not see. Okay. You can't you the omniscience or the the omniscience of God does not interfere with the no, 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 no. I'm not even making the argument. No, I didn't say that. No, get no, me right. No, 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 no. Get me right. I didn't say because God knows what I'm going to do. I don't have the choice to do what I want to do. I wasn't making the argument. Though that, that's a different dimension. And I think it's even incoherent, but I don't want to go there. I'm saying because God knew what I was going to do and he himself could decide. He could make the decision he, before he creates any, anything at all. He, he could see into the future that, hmm, most of these people I'm going to create, they are going to go to this terrible place known as hell, and they'll suffer for eternity. God knows this from his perspective. He could have, at that point, he could have said, hmm, I'm not going to create them because I don't want this to happen. Or I will create them and it's going to happen anyways. And he decided to create because God has free will from your perspective. So you, can, at that, you, can't, you can't take that responsibility of God for that decision because he's the one that said, I'm going to create and this is going to happen. And you can't even, even from a Christian perspective, it doesn't even make sense that because I'm sure if I ask you that in a world where God exists, God is existing alone, and in a world where God exists, humanity exists, there is sin, there is suffering, there is hell, there is torment, there's all these terrible things. I'm sure you are going to say the world of God existing alone is better because in the, in the presence of the Trinity, you have, you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and they, they, are, they, are, they have um, perfect eternal love from the, I don't even want to say from the beginning of time. So like there is no, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense that they take, uh, they take the status of things from that perfect existence and they bring this, like, this hell, suffering, and all these things into it. Like, there's, a, there's a big uh, tension there. Well, I get your point. So what I just complete in two could actually wrap this up. I have a little connection. And I start with... So you said? What other thing I can do? Let me just try and wrap things up. Okay, okay, okay. And, um, um, no human being can judge God. Of course. Uh, then, and, uh, then we say God is a dictator and we end the conversation. <laughs> God is a dictator. No, like when you say, when you say, when you say something, is some, there's this being that is too powerful that nobody can question him because of their power, then that's basically what a dictator is. You are, you are trying to view God from the human, from the angle of the human. Well, um, and um, that's a flawed angle because um, the angle of the human can never ever be perfect or cannot have an holistic picture. There are quite a number of information or knowledge that we see in us as human, and based on that limitation, every human has. There are okay. still some. There are still some certainty we can't decide on. Okay. Well, do you think do you think it is rational for you to make judgments based on what you know? Does that make any sense? Like, if 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 I'm going to say, I want to I want to uh I want to do I want to make a certain judgment now, and I have fifty percent of the information, and I don't have the remaining fifty. Is it does it make sense for you to say, okay, I'm going to use this fifty percent to make my judgment? Is that expected from you? All right, so the same thing applies to God. You say, okay, we have this 50% knowledge. We know reality works this way. We know that this is what we will call a dictator. This is what we will not call a dictator. Now, you are trying to say 
okay, God has his reasons that we don't just know. And I'm trying to tell you that, yeah, then it only makes sense for God to expect us to like use what we know to uh, evaluate his character. Okay, let's use the, let's use the human view just to again. Okay. Now, of all the constitution of Nigeria, how many of the rules are regulations to be made? I don't even know a lot. To be to be honest. <laughs> so, um, but whether you know or you don't know, you are bounded by it. Uh, yes, I am. So and um, by by virtue of being bounded by it, you can't to a degree oppose the rules and regulations. Or sorry, you can't oppose the constitution. Okay. So even though you don't know something, if the law finds you guilty of some of those things you are ignorant of, the law will still judge you. And the same thing with God. There are quite some vast amounts of information about God, even about humans generally. But, but let me But wait, 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 wait. wait. Let's let's not let's not digress too much. Do you agree that uh, if God did not create anybody at all, there will be nothing like there will be nobody in hell. Do you agree to that? I agree, I agree to that. Okay. So, do you agree that God could have decided not to create, but He went ahead to do it? You can't decide completely why God created human. You said? We cannot, we don't have all the information. As to why God created you. Yeah, I I know that we don't. I, I understand from your perspective that maybe we don't have all the information. But I'm saying, can you just can you just see that it logically follows that okay, God has this responsibility here. Yeah. Can you see why there is? You can see that connection. God has God has the responsibility, and He already took care of that responsibility. In the person of Jesus. Yeah, but He knew He knew that like. It's like it's basically God saying, hmm, I know that my plan is going to fail because most people are not going to accept Jesus. Because even if, if you look at it from a, a statistics and um, perspective, how many people in the world are Christians? Or how many people that have ever existed in the world are Christians? So God knew that most, most people are going to reject Jesus. He knew that. He also you, you can also you can you can also look at it from a biblical perspective. Narrow is the way and few we find it, Matthew 7 14. So yeah, God knew all these things. He knew that like he had this this plan of bringing Jesus to redeem the world. And you know that this plan is going to fail ultimately because most people are going to reject Jesus anyway. But he said, mm, I'm going to go on with it. It's okay. I'll, I'll do it anyways. And that's just what I'm saying. Well, that's, that's not a, 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 a complete um, angle of the whole picture because of the limitation of information they have. Well, I think logic is enough to like say to like establish all those steps that i did like there's no there's no step in anything that i said that you can actually refute the only out that you may have now you may want to say okay god doesn't know everything so before he created us he didn't know that we are going to sin and he didn't know that most of us are going to reject jesus and all that or you want to say yeah god knew that people are going to reject jesus and most of them are going to go to hell and he's, he's very okay with it well, if you say that, I don't really know what it means to say God is all good, or what's even the third one? Yeah, you could have said, you could also say God doesn't have free will. So, like, he just has to create. He cannot choose not to. So, that is the options that you have. So, I know you want to play with mystery. You want to say, uh, we don't really know a lot of things, but 
from a logical point of view, you have to say that okay, this is the options I have, and you can you can pick your poison. Well, I I as far as I know, from all the angles I, I pick up view this from, I just know that from personal experience and um, from corporate experience, um, I will not judge so to be an unsure person. You know, you know that there's one more thing. Sorry. Now, this is I think I told you this before, but you can I can grant you that God exists, God has revealed himself to you, you have had personal experiences and all that. But this doctrine of eternal conscious torment, maybe you are reading it wrongly, maybe you are misunderstanding the Bible, or maybe there are errors on that part of the Bible, there are translation errors, all those things. Are you even considering all those ones that okay? Are you like looking at the possibility that mm, I know that God is just, I know that God is good. What this one Omega is saying is, is making sense. This thing, this doctrine doesn't really make a lot of sense. Maybe I should go and maybe I should go and listen to those Christians that are annihilationists and see their point of view. Or I should listen to the universalists and try to understand them. Are you even considering that perspective that this the eternal conscious comment um, doctrine is, is wrong? Well, I've listened to quite a number of people and I can still feel that. Everybody presents their own argument based on the information they have. Mm. And based on some of the experiences that some of them have actually had in mind. Mm. So and um, I can't I can't ultimately understand why somebody will not believe in God. Because I can't experience what the person has experienced. Okay. Same way the person cannot understand why I'm believing God. Because he also can experience what I'm experiencing. So now, the bottom line I think is people believe things based on their experience. And um, if you have the argument that, okay, God to a degree looks like a dictator based on some of the logical parts you presented, yes, I, I would have, of course, you have every right to hold that belief. Based on your experience, you are holding that belief. And if I also come from an angle to say that God is not an unjust God, I have my own experiences to back it up. And okay. sometimes experiences might not be so clear or might not be well articulated to be able to, you know, make you believe as much as I do. But every human has a right to their own belief. Okay. Yeah, you, you want to say something else? No, well, that's what I see. So now, when we look at the internal judgment of God, logically, it might look as if it doesn't make sense. Why someone would judge someone for, why someone, why a God, if the righteous judge will judge a What's the opposite of the panel? Sorry, sorry. A finite being. Okay, so a finite being. Mm -hmm. Why somebody would know the finite being infinitely? It doesn't really make sense. But if we look at it again, we see that all the information in that judgment is not clear And we you know, specifically. You know that that logic can be used to like explain away any behavior like you could you could see it's just like you see 
God saying somebody should go and rape somebody else. And you are like, like, is it of you to just say, ah, what is God doing here? Like, why is God like if that is if that's the perspective we want to take, then it means this whole idea of God is good doesn't even make any sense because basically anything that God does, we just say there is blah 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 that we don't know. God says, Hey, go and rape this person. There is blah blah like it's we just kill our moral intuition if we do that. And that is that's just one thing. There's this argument a lot of people have about the Old Testament, where God will tell the like of Joshua. So yeah, out. I even if you if you check my WhatsApp status, there's one video there that I wrote. I wrote from the Rouser on William Lane Craig. I think if you have time, you should just watch it. Because yeah, well, really the, the, the person that, that is doing the critic there is a Christian and is critiquing some of the ways Christians try to explain away these passages. And he's saying, hey guys, this thing that we are saying, it doesn't work, and he's giving the reason. So I'm just trying to tell you that it's not even it's not just atheists and non-believers that like that see a lot of problems with all these things. There are Christians that see a lot of issues with all these things as well. And I'm telling you that you could just say, okay, maybe this part of the Bible misunderstands God. It's that like if you but you need to defend the scripture, you need to, I think you are a biblical inerrancy guy, and well, that's just yeah, that's that's yeah, what is causing all this. Sorry, for clarity's sake. Okay. I don't defend some of the acts in the Old Testament. Okay. Some of them are outrightly genocide. Okay. Right? And some of them are outrightly genocide. So now, I, why I made reference to that was because of one of the things you said about them. Explaining away some of the acts of God in the Bible based on the fact that we don't have all the information as to why we call through that. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it from the human perspective, we will say, oh, looking at it from the human perspective, we say, oh, that is genocide. Based on the information we have, that is genocide. But the Bible is used, the Bible was written in context, right? Meaning that in those days where God would tell the likes of Joshua to overthrow another country. Mm-hmm. You must understand what type of era we are in. I don't even want to. Sorry, I don't want us to go into this um, Canaanite conquest discussion. Like I said, right. you could just watch that video on my status. Like just watch it because the person that is talking there, the Randall Rouser, is someone that I even interviewed on my podcast. He's not an atheist. He's a Christian. He's a, he's a very devout Christian that I know of. So. Yeah, I know that there are ways that people try to explain these things, but ultimately these ways don't work. Like I, I know these arguments very well. So that so that's why I know that they don't work. Like I don't want that's why I don't want us to go into it. I'm just trying to say that this whole idea of saying we don't have enough information, we don't have enough information. It, it basically means like we can't even like saying God is good doesn't even make any sense to us again. It's just I don't know what to call it because. From around, like you believe that God has created us with a logical brain. Now, God is God that made us like the way we can think logically. It is God's doing. So it doesn't make sense that God does some things that He knows that we are going to find illogical. But at the same time, He doesn't want us to find it illogical. It is very it's self-refuting. It's like you tell your child, A, you understand. You tell your child that doing A is bad, or doing B is bad, or doing C is bad. But every time your, you, your child, you see your child, you, your, your child sees you doing these things and you are like, 
And anytime your child is like, but daddy, you say this thing is bad now. Your, your, your dad is like, who are you to question me? You do, do you, do you, are you as smart as me? Something you understand. So it's, it's just, it's just weird. And it's, if you take that perspective, you can basically explain anything away. You can explain God commanding rape. You can explain anything. Away. And that's just what I'm saying. And I don't know. I just can't find it. Like I can't. I your point uh-huh. So maybe we may just have to agree to disagree. on. I get it. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I think that that's my one angle actually. So, and uh, I know we might not completely have a clear path, but I just know that for God's um, external um, external condemnation of some people in hell, there are quite some amounts of information involved in it that um, we might not be able to grasp completely as an now. I also agree with the fact that yes, um, if we can use that as an excuse for a quite number of things, and it really doesn't make sense per se in the human logic system. But um, there's a, there's an adage we used to say, time time unravel things. Kind of thing. Okay. Um, so, but before we know it, uh, some of us are gonna leave the head. So now later, and uh, if the mystery of God is actually true, we will get to know. I mean, the mystery of God is just a mirage, general, we will just get to know. Okay, I want to, I want to, I want to press you on one thing there. I didn't, I didn't want to do this, but I have to do this now. Now you are saying when we die, we are, we are going to get to understand all these things. I mean, these things that are mysterious. You, you get. All right. Now, you as a parent, would you want to like? Would you, would you try to make sure that your would you would you judge your child on things that they understand as much as possible, or you would judge them on things that they don't understand? Do you get what I mean? Like, are you going to like give them very full information so that they can make moral informed decisions, or you are going to like make some things very obscured? Then even though they don't they like because they don't understand those things, you are now still saying you are now going to say yeah, I'm still going to judge you and give you punishments even if you don't understand that thing. Is that how you are like, would you do that as a parent? Well, I don't know what the environment you grew up, but if you've seen a mother and a child, at some point you'll have seen the child, you would have seen the mother spank a child for something that a child does not. Okay, take for instance. A child breaks place, for instance, apples all of us. Mm-hmm. You break a, a glass cup in the, in the house and your mother's fine. It's a very good degree. That's you a different thing, though. Know. That's training, though. Know. <laughs> That's trying to train a child, though. That's not. <laughs> I'm trying to get you angry. Well, okay. That child does not completely understand why it is being fun. But the mother knows why she did it. So now, if you have to compare the number of years in between man and God, we will say a man is more like an infant to God. The mother that spanks that child is straight because the child is the child doesn't know a lot of things about the world. The mother is spanking the child so that the, the child can know that okay, next time when you say please, don't break it. Now, if you take that analogy to God, when God, um, when people are tortured in hell or whatever, 
it's not there's no lesson that they are learning from it that's that's what i've said before like it's not like hey okay you guys this is what you have done wrong okay take this punishment and change your ways no it's just it's gratuitous suffering it's just endless torture no, 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 no. okay no, 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 no. now I'm, I'm i was trying to build up now okay now now, now take it a home where the rules and regulation are seen well spread out don't break a place don't do this and don't do this and the child sees that what do you think will be the result no, the analogy, oh. remember that the analogy is that the child can't understand the consequences of breaking the plate and all that. Yes, yes. Now, the, the child does not understand why the rule for not breaking plate was given. Mm -hmm. The child does not understand the extent of that crime. Mm -hmm. But the rule has been given. Mm -hmm. Now, if that child, after the rule has been given, the child breaks that plate, mm -hmm. the child will kill it. Even though, he does not understand the extent of what breaking place. Yeah, and I is. and I also said, I said the punishment now, of that God child. Wait, wait, wait. God has given man rules. Okay, accept Jesus or you go to hell. Don't accept Jesus or you don't go to hell. Fine. We do not understand the entirety of what that means. Nobody can, as a matter of fact, up till now, no human being can specifically say this is the extent of what hell means or what hell doesn't mean. Everybody is just making a speculative expectation based on the rule and regulation that has been set. So if a child, if a mother would beat a child for breaking a rule, even though the child does not understand the extent of that rule, then I see no reason why God also can do that. Because there is no one that would ignore the fact that there's no one that can argue the fact that okay, there is a real regulation set in order. Oh, Hello, all right, all right, yeah. I'll just let you have the last word so that we don't keep uh, going on and on and on. And on. So, is there, is there anything else that you would like to uh, add to the conversation, or maybe you want to ask me something? Well, the, the, the only thing I would just love to add is I, I would, um, you know, I would just want to say everybody is still learning up to now, you know, based on from the conversation now, I, I observe that there are quite some number of things I still need to, need to go and review and um, like the video you said, um, I should um, watch, I'm definitely going to go take, take a look at it. Okay. And then I'll be able to, you know, quenching my knowledge and all that. Okay. And, um, I also appreciate you also doing this thing. Right to, you know. I am, <laughs> I am, I, should I say, how do I want to, I am a living, um, I am a walking book of apologetics. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> it's quite weird. Like, I don't think, like, I am an unbeliever, but I, I consume a lot of Christian apologetics. So when I say I know about these thoughts, I actually know about them. <laughs> Songs and all that. Yeah, yeah. Gospel yeah, songs are nice. All right. So that's all actually for now. All right now. It was um, it was nice talking to you. Maybe we're going to have another another episode like this as well. All right, no problem. And I hope your I hope maybe I hope the like your voice quality is going to be much more better in that one. I know that a lot of people are well maybe when I listen it's going to sound better, but yeah, I, I hope it's going to be better if we have another. I 
have my earpiece actually in it, so I needed to use the earphone. Okay, okay. And my earpiece. Okay, okay. All right. All right. All right. Good night. Yeah. Good night then. All right, so that was my conversation with Samuel. As usual, I would like to know what you think about the conversation. Did you agree with what I said more or you agreed with what Samuel was saying more? Uh, or is there any uh, is there any opinion that you had before that maybe after listening to the conversation, you sort of changed the way you view it? I would like to know uh, if that is the case. All right. Thank you very much for listening and bye for now.